Hello and welcome, peoples of the interwebs. Tis I, Christy. And me, Kelly. And you are back joining us once again at Unnerved. Welcome, welcome. If you're new here, welcome. We just talk about a horror movie that we watch every other week, and then we talk about the behind the scenes and what we thought about it, mostly what we thought about it. We're very opinionated. Yes, opinions <laughs> are welcome here. Don't add us. <laughs> um and this week we're covering a recommended movie mm-hmm. from Herman over at Longbox of Darkness podcast. So go check him out. He's on Spotify and all that. Um, he wanted us to cover The Fly from 1986. Yes. We know there's one before this, and we always said that we would cover the original, but this was recommended. Don't add us. I Also, this is just a better version, in my opinion. Even though Vincent Bryce, my dude, is in the original. I haven't seen the original. So, I can't comment, but from what I understand, even though they have the basic storyline, they are very different adaptations, so. Mm-hmm. But, it's gory, it's great. It's gooey. It is very gooey. It's gooey. <laughs> I don't know if I would necessarily call it gory. There's not that much blood. It's a lot more gooey. Gross. It's gross. <laughs> Well, let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. So, yes. Kelly, hit us with the cast. So, the cast is Jeff Goldblum, the one and only strange man himself. I love him. And he plays Seth Brundle, the main character. Then there's Gina Davis, who plays Veronica or Ronnie Quaife. She was his girlfriend. So, Jeff and uh, Gina Davis were dating at the time. And actually yep. married, I think, after this movie came out. I think. Thing, I think so. they were married in 87, lasted a couple years, and then... Yeah. Um, John Getz is Stathis Borens, then Joy Bushel is Tawny, and David Cronenberg is our director for this movie. He was also the gynecologist. Yes, and he also basically rewrote the entire script. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a smaller cast, and we have other people, but they just make sh- very short and brief appearances, so there to give the illusion that the world is you know it's not just three people in a box you know there is well, pretty much three people in a box i mean it was pretty <laughs> pretty and a fly fly is um, and a baboon the baboon which yeah yeah baboon we'll talk about the baboon. baboon okay so we're gonna jump right into the thick of it and we're at like a meet and greet a uh, party that a science, the science industry that Seth Brundle is associated with, and some reporters and all that, and it's a meet and greet. Seth is talking to Veronica, and they're trying to get to know each other, and he's he's definitely he's being vague. Her. Yeah, he's being vague, but he's also I read it as she's an attractive woman. He's kind of hitting on her in a weird way. In a nerdy way. In a very nerdy way, but also he's kind of very awkward. And that's just Jeff Goldblum. I mean, that's also totally (laughs) Jeff Goldblum, but it also very much works for the character. Yeah. So it's okay, but she's, he's like, I have created something that's going to change the world, right? And she's like, um, Everybody says that. Yeah. And he's like, but I mean it. And she's like, okay, this is interesting. So she decides to go back with him to his lab. Yeah, she drives. Which, I had all sorts of no-no vibes from this. It's the 80s. Yeah. It's the 80s. Uh, but we find out in the car that he's actually getting motion sickness. Mm-hmm. So he's very queasy. 
Yeah, she thinks she's like, oh, this dude can't hold his liquor. Yeah, that's not the case. It's the fact that he just doesn't like car rides or any mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. So we get back to his place, and he shows her, like, a phone booth is kind of what it looked like. A really yes galactic-looking phone booth. And she's I like, what the hell is this? In some ways, I think I liken it to, uh, you know those electric fly killer things that you hang up? It kind of also looks like that. Interesting. I thought that's what they were going for, as like, a, oh yeah, it's the fly, it's electric fly killer. I don't think they had many of those in the 80s. No. So <laughs> it was supposed to be off of a phone booth, so... Mm-hmm. So, we find out that they're called telepods, and they're able to transport something from one pod to another pod. Yes. Uh, and, and it works great for inanimate objects. Yes, and he demonstrates this using um, Veronica's stocking, which she very sexually takes off. This is so weird to me. It's very odd. She goes from uncomfortable to, like, flirtatious, and... I don't know. If I was her, I would have ran about 10 miles from there already. But like, I would have given him, like, my shoe or something. I didn't need to take off the whole stocking. Or, like, an earring? An earring or a handkerchief. Yeah. A thing of lipstick or something. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to give him your stocking. <laughs> so, I mean... Then you go be looking like a weirdo walking around with only one stocking. Clearly she's into it, though. She's She wants sure. herself a piece of that Jeff Goldblum. I mean, Sure. <laughs> I mean, I think Jeff Goldblum looks pretty great in this movie. His body's nice, but I don't think Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> face is very nice. So, that's such a mean thing to say, but I just don't find him that attractive. In the 80s, I could see it. Now, mm-hmm. not obviously. No, but mean, he's like 60-something now. He looks great, though. He do. And he's still as quirky and weird as ever, and I love it. Yeah, he's strange. He's living his best life. He is, and he did a fabulous job in this movie. In pretty much any movie he pretty much is in. Yeah. He's a good actor. He is. Um, so he finds out that she's a reporter and is trying to get all the information out of him, and then he's like, mm, no, I'm not ready for this to be made public yet. I shouldn't have shown you this. And they part ways. Yeah, I was very confused by his reaction here. I was like, what did you expect, dude? She's... You invited a reporter back on the I don't promise think of a story. Well, then we find out after she tries to make something out of the little information she managed to record um, and kind of gets dissed by her, we'll say higher up at work. Yeah, I think for he now. is. Yeah, he's above her at work. Uh, and he pretty much dismisses her and... Seth goes, kind of barges in, in a Seth manner, uh, and is like, hey, cheeseburger, let's go get one, and we'll talk. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I want you to document everything that I'm doing to create a book, so when everything is complete and ready to be put out into the world, Mm -hmm. you are the one telling the story, you're the one documenting everything, and you're the one with the evidence. And so she's on board now. Yeah, what a proposition to make. Yeah. I I would be down. Yeah, absolutely. So, she, and, her and Seth are working hard at uh, recording evidence and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also, at, at one point, goes home for a little bit and her higher up is in her house, which... Showering! Showering! 
<sighs> we find out that they previously dated. He, she gave him a key, yeah. and he refuses to give it back. I, at the beginning of this movie, very much do not like Stathis Borens. He freaks me out. Also, who fucking names their child Stathis? I don't know. It's gotta be... It sounds like a disease. Oh, I mean... I don't know any like... other Stathises. I feel like... Do you know a Stathis? I feel like a Game of Thrones character was Granted, it's connected to a very sleazy individual in the fly, and since that's my only connection, sounds a little villainous. If you are a Stathis, oh. I'm sorry that you have that name. <laughs> I was gonna say, I thought maybe Game of Thrones, but that's Stannis, not Stathis. Yeah, I don't know any Stathises. I mean, I don't either. I maybe. think it's a kind of an older name that just isn't around... I wonder if it's Anymore. like it. It's Greek. What does it mean? Uh, it's from a personal name, a reduced form of Eustathios. Classical Greek, Eustathios, or well-grounded, firm, steadfast. That does. That is not him. I no. mean, they're the worst qualities of what you just said. <laughs> because sure. he's sleazy. He and is. he's, like, steadfast and trying to win her back, I guess, and he's hot-headed. Like, no! Yeah. No! He's going, he's just... Uh, it's the uh, worst version of what you just said. I think when I was watching him by myself, I literally said, like, ew, get out. Like, ew, no. Yeah. But it's weird because by the end of the movie, I actually very much like Stathis. I mean, I think he gets hit with some reality by the end of it, but... Back to reality. <laughs> Right now, he thinks he's top shit. Yeah, he thinks, and thinks she's he owns playing her. a hard to get. Like, oh, she really does like me, but she's just playing games. It's, it's weird. Barging into her house, key or otherwise, if you are no longer dating, you should not be just barging into her house, showering. I agree. I'm no! Really, I, I'm not defending what he's doing this here. Boy. I'm saying that... She asks for his key bag, and he's like, no, I think I'll keep it for sentimental reasons. Like, that, No! I would change all the locks in my house. I would have, too. That's crazy. I would have done that a long you time probably, ago. She probably could have called the police. He's technically trespassing, right? Although they probably wouldn't have listened to her in the 80s. Yeah, especially if he had a key as well. Mm. Anywho, she goes back on over to Sess. She's recording and all that. Mm-hmm. They they try to teleport to a baboon. Oh. Uh, it goes rather poorly. Yeah. The baboon gets teleported inside out and is twitching by the end of the process. Which was puppeteered by three people beneath the floor. Mm-hmm. Two people doing the twitching, one person doing the blood spurts that happen. Big sad. It's it's sad for the buffoon, but great for our special effects. Yeah, special effects, great in yeah. this movie. Uh, I, I believe 100% real. Uh, special effects. Oh, yeah. I, I practical. All practical. No CGI. My brain is a little fried right now. So, practical effects. No CGI, which I love. Um, and after that, they kind of relax a little bit, kind of unwind from that, and then they end up having sex on the pull-out couch. This was completely out of the blue for me. I had, I had trouble trusting Veronica's character at first, because a part of me wasn't sure... If she was doing this in order to get Brundle to talk and open up. 
Mm. Now, that's not the case. I know clearly she was in love with him and it's a love story, but it felt weird to me. If it, it, like, I guess I didn't see it develop enough to get that. It was over the course of, like, a week. Mm-hmm. So, she's coming and going, and she actually spends the night there, and Stathis was stalking her throughout the week. Yeah, the, and the no. stayed outside in his car to witness that she stayed the night there. Stathis! Stathis a therapy and a restraining order pulled against him, like, filed against him. Yes, I don't like him. No, yeah. He has a few redeeming moments, but I still don't like him as a personality or character. They almost made him too... Too ugly? Is that a good way to say it? Like, they they wanted to make him the antagonist in the beginning, and I think they did a really good job of that, but then he needs to kind of switch over to a protagonist by the end, but he's almost too irredeemable to do so. Now, I like him in the end, but that doesn't excuse his behavior. If he was a better friend leading up to that or understanding of anything like that, like if he finally gave up in the beginning Mm -hmm. after after whatever and just became a friend Mm -hmm. and started kind of redeeming himself a little bit sooner, yes, I probably wouldn't have hated him still by the ending. But the thing is, he's stalking her and is breaking into her house. No me gusta. Bye. And he's like, can we still be friends? But we could also still have sex. Yeah, like, just be, like, friends uh, with benefits. No! She's seeing someone else now. Like, right. get over it. Ah. <laughs> he's not good. He's not a good guy. No. But. Uh, she kind of tears him a new one a little bit. After she finds out, she does. She stands up for herself. Yeah, and she. Oh well, Seth discovers something very important, or thinks it's something very important after they sleep together, because she says something like, "She says uh, something about the flesh makes you go crazy or something." Yeah. So he then realizes he has to teach the computer to account for living organisms and the flesh and everything like that. So. He manages to start doing calculations right away. Yes. And then she, like, leaves for a little bit. Yeah, she goes shopping. I mean, me too. As you do. As women do. Retail therapy is great. I love retail therapy. She went to go get him a nice new jacket. That was a a nice nice leather outfit Because his outfit is the same every single day. Yeah. Yes, it is. And that's where she runs into status. Yeah, he's, like, waiting behind a rack of clothes to berate her for buying her In new boyfriend a public. It's weird. It's weird. Like, you're not helping your case by promoting this in public. You're berating a woman in public thinking that you're doing something great for her. Mm-hmm. No, everybody in their and their mother is going to be like, hmm. Stavis, what you doing? No, I think she's in the right for leaving you. Yeah. You know, you're kind of an asshole. I I don't know <laughs> if we know the circumstances of their breakup either. We just know they're not together anymore. Correct. Something tells me he did something kind of sleazy and she was like, nah, dude. Mm. I mean, he is sleazy. It's very obvious she's the one that did the dumping. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Very obvious. So, goes back on over to Seth's place and they try the steak theory. Mm-hmm. So, uh... 
before like the program and goes through and everything like that, he try he tests it with the steak. Actually, this is before she leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, tests with the steak. She one steak goes through the teleportation and the other didn't. Tests the one that didn't. It tastes fine. Tastes like steak. And then the other one tasted synthetic. So she spit it out. She's like, "Oh no, this isn't <laughs> it's right." And I'm yeah. like, "No, no, no, no!" So when she comes back, they're ready to test it on the next baboon. Baboon. And the baboon is successfully teleported from point A to point B, not reversed or anything like that. He's looking good. Can we talk about baboon? Sure, you can talk about the baboon. Okay, so apparently baboons are basically untrainable. Yes. So baboons are can cause a lot of issues on set, but because Jeff Goldblum was a jacked six foot four male, they took to him as like alpha. So as long as Jeff Goldblum was on set, they were okay because he could kind of wrangle Baboon because they respected yeah. him. But without Jeff Goldblum there, Baboon would have been a mess. Baboon was a mess. He ripped off a door trying to escape. That sounds and, about right. I mean, it was caused by the flashing lights from the telepod. Yeah, he got scared. He got scared. But Baboons are really, really strong. Like Yes, and apparently will particularly attack women. Mm-hmm. Yep, because they can. Because they're baboons. They're baboons. Uh, but yeah, they're the monkey. Monkey. <laughs> yeah, and another example of this is that real life story of that one lady that had a monkey that ripped off her face. Ripped off her friend's face. Oh, you're right. It, it was, was her a, friend's face. Because the monkey wanted to go on a car ride, and she said no later. And uh, you tell the monkey no, and it's kind of like an angsty teen, and it throws a tantrum. It ripped off a woman's face. Yeah, and that woman survived. That would have been a horrible experience. Like, that's part of the reason I don't like monkeys personally, because they just scare me. I've heard the 911 call to that. Why? I was listening to a podcast I was playing it. I didn't physically just seek out that specific... No, I was just playing I on a podcast. I usually skip through those. I don't. I can't stop. Some of them are kind of funny, because it's they're not, like associated with murderous crimes okay. or anything like that. So some, some like, are very one drunk lady called, like, 911 because she couldn't open a bottle of beer. I mean, me too. <laughs> Could you send a strong man to open my bottle of beer? <laughs> I'm, like, I honestly don't know what I would do if Matt wasn't around to open, like, bottles and stuff for me because there are times where I can't open things. And then I try the hot water trick and it doesn't work. And then I don't know what to do, but I don't have the strength to do it. So, for example, I was drinking Tippy Cow, Shamrock Mint Tippy Cow in my hot chocolate the other day. Mm-hmm. And then I put it in the cover the next day I pulled it out because I wanted some. And I could not open it. Rubber band. I don't have rubber bands. At the... Get yourself some rubber bands. It will create enough. Friction? Traction and friction, where you can get a good grip and loosen it up. Hmm, I might have to try this. I was having issues opening up a soda the other day, and then I'm like, alright, I'll try this highfalutin life hack, and it opened up immediately. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) 30 (laughs) minutes of ruining my hands, and then, alright, it works, cool. Life tips with Christy. (laughs) Yeah, use a rubber band, folks. Back to the movie. So, baboon. Point A, point B. He did it. He survived. Yeah, yes. Celebratory sex then happens, I and, believe. And champagne, yes, I believe And champagne. Champagne. Have you ever seen Futurama? Uh, not all of it, but I've seen a portion of it. 
Yeah, the one of the one of the episodes. One of the sleazy guys, the commander dude. He's like, I oh, would like oh, to yeah. offer you some champagne, and she's like, it's champagne. He's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but then she discovers the package. From Stathis. From Stathis with a print of what the uh, magazine cover would look like with Seth on the front with teleportation slathered all over it. And she's like, I'm going to go tell this guy off. I'll be right back. Yeah, she she basically tells him, I can't move on in my life when I still have skeletons in the closet I need to take care of. Yeah. Which is a very adult way of handling Go rip Stathis a new one, save her career... And keep her relationship going. Now, she didn't really explain to Seth in great detail what was going on, so his mind was wandering while he was drunk on the champagne. And yeah. decides that it's a good idea to, instead of waiting for the monkey to be tested, that he's going to test himself first. Yeah, what they were going to do drunk. was wait for the baboon to come back from... Like, getting making sure nothing went wrong on the inside. Yes, making sure he's A-OK, clean villa health... And so. while he's having this rant about what he believes is happening with Veronica, he's talking to the baboon. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, baboon, what the what the fuck? And baboon is very uh, distracted by a fly that is yes. flying around his head, which was actually tied by a string by the production company to slap by the baboon, because otherwise the baboon wouldn't have paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. So that's how they got the baboon to do that, because you can't pretend. Baboon doesn't know how. Yeah. So we notice there's a fly... Jeff Goldblum, Seth Rundle, gets into the telepod, and the fly follows him in there. Yes, but he didn't see it. No. we saw it. So we know. Telepod teleports Jeff Goldblum from point A to point B. He looks fine. He looks great. No fly. Yeah, we don't see the fly come back. We don't see no fly. So he's like, I did it. She comes back. He's like, hey, I didn't. She's like, you were supposed to wait for me. He's like, but I recorded it for you. And Mm. uh, She's like, you oh, did? Oh my god, you lied to me! <laughs> oh, they also talked about going on vacation at one point. Yeah, before she left to go deal with Stathis. Mm-hmm. So they're official now. Yeah, the Facebook official. Yeah. If that was a thing in the 80s, that would have been Maybe that a li- with a little bit of complicated, but it was official. <laughs> we're, we're in a complicated relationship. I can't believe Facebook has that. Still. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's complicated. I've used that status once in my life. High school? <laughs> no, college. <laughs> Beginning of college? Yeah, I only went to college for two years. Oh, that's, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> okay. Okay, then I know what it's from. Okay. Yeah. So, anywho, enough about my life. <laughs> More about Seth Brundle's sad story. Yeah, so they're like, yes, we did it. Mm-hmm. And as time goes on, like, they're having more sex again, but, like, there's a scratch on his back from before he yeah. teleported. Um, and it has these weird hairs coming out of it. Yeah, it does. And... They're very coarse and yes. very thick. Yes. Uh, so Veronica clips him, because she's like, this is weird. Um, and she actually sends him off to a lab to get analyzed, because it's weird. Good for you, girl. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Because Seth has started acting a little strange. He has, I mean, his skin jacked. is a little bit more like olive. Like, it's a little yeah. greener. Yeah. Uh, and, Strength. like, he's breaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
kind of he weird. does his gymnastic stunts, which was a gymnast doubles. He he did manage to do some of it so that I they could layer that. his face over it, but he couldn't do the whole routine. Okay. So for some of them, he did try to do as much of it as he could, but then they brought in doubles to do the full routine because he was also super duper tall and he would actually hit the ceiling if he tried to do half that stuff. <laughs> but he did work with a gymnast. He did That's cool. attempt or do some of it himself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I applaud. Yeah, no, that that's, takes some serious skill to do some of that stuff. Heck so. yeah, and that's why he's all jacked. Because then also, that also makes more sense, too, because we don't really see him shirtless until he tra- pods. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, And then we do see that he is taking a special liking to sugar. Yes. Yes, lots of sugar in his coffee. So much sugar. Like, he'll drink half of it, put more sugar in it. Which is... I took that to mean they did go on their little vacation. Because there's a whole scene of them. He buys jewelry for her. I don't know if that's in. I think they were just going on a shopping spree. Okay. I wasn't sure. It didn't. Because she was talking about going somewhere warm. And where they were was not really no, warm. No. They were wearing So clothes. it looked like they just went out for like a day. A day date. Okay. So they do that. Like we're dating now. We should go do date things. Like go get some lunch. Go yeah. do some shopping. Get her a gift. And basically... Seth is talking about, in the scene with the sugar and the coffee, about how when he was disintegrated and reintegrated, that he somehow was made into, like, the perfect That he's awakening. Yeah. And he's going on and on and on and on. And part of this was scripted. Part of this was Jeff Goldblum adding to the script to make it more rambly. And Veronica's like, what the, what, what, she's watching him basically pour sugar. He's having coffee with his sugar. That's what he's doing. A little bit of coffee with the sugar. Yeah, it is so much. He doesn't even mix it. And it really no. bothers me because he does take a sip from it, but he doesn't mix it. Straight sugar, man. I mean, I'm not against straight sugar. I'm just against not mixing it. <laughs> That's disgusting. Mix it. Swirl <laughs> around. Uh, well, she, they go back and have more sex. There's a lot of sex. There's a lot of sex. Um, and we've discovered that he has substantial stamina where she can't keep up anymore. He has sex drive to the max. Which, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. She, she's tired. She says something like, I can't believe you still have fluids in your body. And I was like, ugh, that's disgusting. I did not need to know that. Well, I mean, Jeff Goblin also uses the word penetrate more times than we have a death in this movie. Because <laughs> he goes ugh. on that one rant. Yes, he does. Penetrating. Yeah. <laughs> My roommate was just like, you should have a penetrate count instead of a we kill should, count. Because... And I'm just like, the action of the word, he's like, yes. And I'm just like, ew. 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 I mean, you know, my roommates in yeah, like a funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but they get up and they go and they get have some a, stuff. They have a little fight. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's like... You need just... to go through the teleprod. And she's like, no. And she, she, she is just, she asked to leave. Yeah, well, not In an abrasive nice. fashion. Yeah, she's like, you just cannot accept the this 
powerful transformation. You're too scared. You're cowardly. It, it's a very much... You are I, not the woman I thought you were. Yeah. I need to find someone who would be an elevated human with me with a like-mindedness. We could be the best power couple, but you just refuse to get there. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, these are not my relationship goals, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, and she's just getting... She just looks absolutely heartbroken. It's just very, very sad. Yeah, she knows something's up. Because she spent so much time with him before. His personality has altered. Yes. So this is where, after she leaves, she go, he goes out to the bars. Yeah. Finds a lady who uh, is already being fought over by two dudes. And apparently in the bar scene, there's a song that was made for the movie called Help Me. Mm-hmm. They were originally going to play in the end credits, but it didn't fit the theme of the movie or the ending of the movie. So the last kind of remnants of it last in this scene and i didn't notice it so yeah it's good it's good i should listen to it yeah but uh he challenges uh the guys like i'll bet you a hundred bucks i could take either one of you in an arm wrestling match and i get to take home your girl yes tawny yes and so they're like fine like we, we could beat you uh and he snaps the dude's hand in, in half so his whole arm is broken and he just leaves tawny and tawny doesn't seem super phased by it like she makes a comment she's like okay tawny is a stronger woman than i would be if a man did that in front of me i would cry if i had to go home with him i say no so he takes her home he teleports himself from point a to point b comes out has sex with tawny then we cut to the morning after, and she wants breakfast. I mean, me too. She's me like, too. I want pancakes. Uh, who doesn't want pancakes when they wake up in the morning? I, I agree. So he's like, no, it's your turn to go through the teleport. She's like, uh, no, and Veronica shows up. Yeah, and, and she immediately gets the gist. I think what did, what did freaking Seth say? He says something like, oh, this is my mom. Yeah, I live with my mother, too. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I'm leaving. Yeah, she's Is like, thanks where... for a nice night, but I'm leaving. And she leaves. Isn't this where Veronica says the line? Uh, this is... I think so? She, because... She says, I'm I'm afraid. And then Veronica's like, yes, you should be, be afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah. And once Tawny leaves, Veronica tells him that she had the hairs analyzed and it was more insect than anything else. And that it's weird. So... They have another big fight, and she leaves. Jeff Goldblum analyzes the computer yeah. as to what happened, realizes that he was fused with a fly. He also, at this point, is turning, starting to secrete kind of a whitish liquid from his skin. You see this in the yeah. arm wrestling match a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's a sticky dude. It's disgusting. So, yeah, he, he's getting, like... I don't want to say warts, but he's getting, like, dis- more discolored at this point. It's weird. It's like, when you know when you get a pimple underneath your skin? Yeah. It kind of looks like that, except he's bubbly. not red. It's more of a grayish look. He's bubbly. Yes. Yeah. So, he realizes that he's combined with the fly. That they've genetically fused them together, the telepods. Mm-hmm. And he inspects himself in the mirror, and that's when... His fingernails. Ah! Oh, this was so hard to watch. I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, Christy's not here, watch this with me. She can't tell me when I can look again. It's I kind of I was this. surprised when you're like, yeah, I'll just watch it on my own. I'm like, okay. She's 
like, I have not watched it with me. I think, no, no. He'll ask you to return that ring. Yeah. <laughs> he did not. I watched it by myself. But it, oh. And then this is where he finally has an epiphany moment where he goes, oh, my gosh. Am I dying? Is this what it feels like? So he's had his oh, shit moment. Finally. Yes. And he has Veronica come back over and he explains everything that happened. And she witnesses it. Now he's got, like, the crutches. This is his crutches moment? Okay. And his crutches moment and his uh, ear falls off. And that was... So they didn't tell Veronica that was... Or Gina Davis that was going to happen when it did. So that reaction of her being very disgusted and kind of screaming, that's real. Yeah. So after she's there, like holding him and she's like we're gonna figure this out we're gonna like solve this it's gonna be fine he uh, also she throws ra- up on a donut in this scene i mean He's that's like, what flies do i know in order to digest this stuff but that's the first time at her yeah and he like realizes what he just did was gross but i don't know if he realized before then until he looked That's at the face. first time that it happened for him. Oh, okay. I took that as he was doing that. He seemed like, more surprised at what just happened. He's like, oh, gross. So. so. Yeah, I am pretty sure at that stage of his transformation, that was the first time he did that. Okay. And it, of course, happened in front of Veronica. He's like, I'm icky now. <laughs> yeah, I took it, when I was watching it, the way I took it was that he was doing that, and because he's transforming into a fly, or fly hybrid creature, he doesn't always he's not always realizing what's gross because he kind of goes he starts off as like oh my gosh i'm dying this is horrible this is a disease to insect politics well yeah because at this point he realizes what's going on so i figured that that was the first because yeah i figured that was the first time that he did that with the food because yeah, that's fine. we don't have any remnants of that around the apartment that he's done that before. true just lots of sugary snacks Yes, and so she goes and she's crying to Stathis. Yes. Girl, don't you have any other friends? No, apparently not. Apparently not. So Stathis is like, oh, I got a chance, but he doesn't show it. Wait, this isn't where he asks her for sex? As Yeah, he, this is where he's like, we'll be friends, but with, with benefits. But keep me in the loop and all that, and she's like, fine. But, like, why are you... Stop going to your ex-boyfriend to cry about this. You were... Not a... Not, not a well-built relationship, maybe? But... No. But... But... Uh, and he basically asks her if she can get some footage of Brundle. Evidence. Yes. Yeah. So that he can see what he can do to help. Yeah. So she goes back, like, the next day or two, and he's on the ceiling. Yeah. Seth is crawling around on the ceiling and he's realizing that it is now a gift and all this and his purpose and this is where the political insect nonsense, I believe, happens. No, this is where he... Oh, that's the second. Yeah, this is where he goes and he's like, I'm gonna teach you all about Brundlefly, which is what he's calling himself now. And he sits down in front of it and he begins to explain how he eats now. And she records it. Yes. And, and then we see Stathis watching it. Yes. And right after he's done watching it, because it's like the next day or two, time mm-hmm. goes by very quickly in this. Yeah, I think I read somewhere it takes about four to five weeks. Yeah, by the by the end of it, it's like four whole weeks mm-hmm. that time has gone by. So she, co- she comes bursting into her apartment, which he's watching this in her 
apartment by himself. She comes back and she's like crying and devastated. We find out that she's pregnant. Yes. So the real question about this pregnancy is, did she get pregnant before or after the telepod <laughs> situation? I mean, biologically speaking, if he was not human anymore, I don't think it would I don't think it works like that. But genetically he still has human genes in him. I mean, yeah. I mean it's a gray area, I guess, but I would assume it wouldn't take. But 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 you kind of have to assume it does, right? Because, yeah. like... She pregnant. Yeah. It, the test came back positive. And Stathis handles this actually very well. He's like... Well, what do you want to do? Yeah. Asks her what she wants to do. And this is where Stathis begins to redeem himself. Yeah. Yeah. She is having now nightmares that it's of a big old maggot. That was disgusting. That was unnecessary. I mean. We're all thinking it. I don't need a scene to see it. Yeah. So she goes over to Seth's and she's about to tell him, but this is where he gets into the politics. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's she. twitchy now, by the way. Yeah. He looks rough. He's kind of hunched over. His skin is almost it's really bubbling up. He's becoming deformed. Yes, very much so. He could not leave that apartment. There's no way. No. And so she doesn't have the heart to tell him. She's like, and he's like, don't come back here ever again because I'm afraid I might hurt you. Because mm-hmm. of, of everything. And insect so. Insect politics. Insect politics, which. It's yeah. just kind of, This whole movie is, is a lot of crazy. And so she goes back outside, and she's like, I need this gone now. Tonight. Right now. He's like, and Seth is like, in the middle of the night, she's like, I don't care what fucking time it is. It's go time. We gotta go. So. Yep. And Seth overheard that she's pregnant. Yes, he did. He sat up on the roof and watched her leave with Stathis. And then they go to the gynecologist, and the gynecologist is asking all sorts of questions, like, you're here in the middle of the night, what are you doing? This is Cronenberg, mm-hmm. um, who's playing the gynecologist, as you mentioned. She's like, no, I just want it done. We're getting it done, we're getting it done now. Yeah, we're concerned that genetically this is not going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. So, she's getting ready for the operation, Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she also threatens that she'd do it herself. Yes, she does. Which, ew. Uh, yeah. And, but as she's getting ready to, like, get dressed and get on, and Seth just barges through the window and kidnaps her. Mm-hmm. He does. Which is the first scene that they filmed in the full Brundlefly suit. Yes. And, uh, a couple stunt doubles shot her, I think, the glass breaking part in three parts, and then the they are on the rooftop afterwards talking to each other about the baby. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time he had to, like, figure out how he was going to physically act. And he's like, yeah, I spent some time looking in the mirror. And then I was, like, twitchy. And, I don't know, it just kind of worked. And I figured he'd be in pain, so I kind of wanted to show that. So, it's just interesting. Jeff Goldblum thought about this part a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, he went out over a lot of people. But we'll get to those in the fun facts. But he's also a very dedicated actor. Yes. But he's talking to her and says, don't get rid of the baby, because that could be the last part of the real me. 
Right. He at this point he's kind of holding out hope that that's gonna be a normal baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not holding out hope for that. Neither <laughs> am I. Like they they did so much. Like there, you have no idea. You have no idea. Right. Like there's no way it was the first time. No. Or the like I don't know. I don't know. So he takes her back to the lab. Yeah, and I I kind of thought that he was going to keep her there to make sure she was going to have the kid. That's what I thought was happening. No, so he's now gone down an even warped path. Yeah. And is going to fuse with her so that all three of them, her, him, and the baby, can be one big mega family in one person. So, there's a deleted scene that we missed of him. I was going to do the deleted scenes a little bit later, because we got a whole list of them. Yeah, well, that one's important, because I feel like it actually gave him some of the path that you see to this moment, where he gets the fusion idea, and then he's like, he tries it, it goes horribly wrong, and then it's like, but we're going to do it anyway. Okay. And basically, he tries to fuse a cat and the baboon, and it goes horribly wrong, and then he beats it to death with a lead pipe. Yes, which I'm glad they actually got rid of it because... You can't go back from that. No. and Seth is still Seth, and we needed to keep that hope. <laughs> yeah, you have to like him still. Yeah. You have to feel pity for him, because once you do that, you no longer feel pity for him. Yeah, if you beat a cat monkey, you put it through, and then beat it to death. It's pretty yeah. horrifying. Um, Stathis is also there, and he's going to start shooting, but... Seth uh, disintegrates his hand and his foot, so he can't do much. Yes. Shoves Veronica in the telepod. He's getting ready to put himself in. Stathis manages to shoot the telepod that Veronica's in Mm -hmm. to prevent her from going through. I was going to say, apparently the hand shot where Stathis' hand melts, like, was a really big pain in the butt to shoot. Yep, I had that in my list of special effects. I like talking about it as we go through. Otherwise, I forget. I know, but this one, there's just so much. We'll have to talk about a lot of the special effects at the end, but this one was just, it was what wax, and they melted it with a hairdryer, slowly mm-hmm. filmed it, and then when it came to the final cut, they just sped it up. Yep. And so, Stathis shoots the telepod. Mm-hmm. She's fine. Yep. Stathis is getting ready to get out to go and fix that problem. But the telepod activates before he can get out, which then fuses him as Fly, Brundle Fly, and the telepod 2 to fuse into telepod 3, and he comes out as a mecha Brundle Fly. And Veronica wants to be killed, and Veronica shoots him in the head. And that's where our movie ends. Roll credits. There were several alternate endings that they did film. Yes. So, uh, just a little quick touch on that. One, so they did have a couple endings where Stathis and Veronica end up together, but people didn't like that because yeah, Stathis... Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> well, that almost undermines the loving relationship she had with Seth, so they weren't able to use that. They also filmed a couple where she ended up having the baby, and the baby came out a healthy baby, no, no problem, and they also filmed one where the baby had butterfly wings. Yeah. Which, I'm glad we ended where we ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, another scene that was left out of the script was uh, Seth feeding himself out of a dumpster in an alleyway and being spotted by a bag lady. The bag lady screams in horror, but he uh, attacks, vomits on her, and eats her. 
I'm really glad this also wasn't in the movie. That makes no sense. I'm very interested to see like the special effects that they managed to do with that. I think that one was never filmed. They just no, but uh, just it. the idea, like yeah, how would they, they have done. even been able to come up with that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Jeff Goldblum would have been eating. Probably pork. Mm-hmm. They also filmed the deleted scene with him and the the uh, the wall where he like slides down the wall. Then he falls down on top of a roof and pulls a fly leg out of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yuck. <laughs> they did film that one, so you can look that up. Yeah. Um, there is a documentary out there. It's called The Fear of the Flesh, mm-hmm. The Making of the Fly. I could not find this in its entirety anywhere. Neither could I. There is, like, you can buy the fly and, like, like a big dvd set of like the fly and a bunch of special effects and stuff in there it is available in that set but i'm not gonna buy i don't i don't like this movie (laughs) so yeah so the acidic vomit was comprised of a mixture of milk eggs and honey it probably didn't taste too bad i'm sure it didn't taste terrible but uh, raw eggs it would have had to be Ugh. Uh, and it took Chris Wallace over, like, a period of three months to design every part of Brundlefly, um, and put it into seven complete stages. So, stages one and two is the rashy-like discoloring and the, uh, sores and the, just, and the tiny little hairs on his face coming in. Stages three and half of four is... Where he's getting, like, the bald spots and the prosthetic teeth are coming in. Oh, yeah, when he loses his teeth, it's nasty. Half of, the other half of four was removed from uh, the the movie, That's the Cat Monkey. Uh, Stage five is the full body, and it took several hours to constantly get in and out of the full body suit. Yeah, it said about five, five or more hours to get him in. Yes. Uh, six is the final Brundlefly that we see at the end before the teleprompter merge. Seven is the puppet uh, for Brundlefly telepod fusion creature. Yes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brundlebooth is what they call it. <laughs> uh, Chris Wallace, who did all the special effects for this, or was the leader on it, mm-hmm. uh, he did Gremlins. Mm-hmm. So that's where we know him from. Yep, yep. So this movie also was nominated for a lot of awards and won a couple it did so chris best makeup for academy awards uh and then saturn awards jeff goldman won best actor and it won best horror film as well as chris wallace for makeup again i mean we should talk about that can we talk about the ending stages of the brundle fly sure because that is huge the amount of freaking work they did for this mm-hmm. so they started off making this by creating final brundle fly and then they worked their way backwards so that they could come to that final conclusion. Mm-hmm. And they wanted kind of a mix of human elements with the fly. So it doesn't look exactly like a fly. If you go and look at the 1958 version, dude's got a fly head on his head. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. But this was like they wanted to kind of keep that human element from Jeff Goldblum's eyes. So he has almost what they call puppy dog eyes. Um, which is how we can, especially at the end when he's brundle pod. He yep. asks Veronica to kill him. You can tell. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of different puppets that they use for this. So they have a puppet just for his legs, 
when before he's fully the fly and it was just like a basically a track it ran on and it had a circular motion so that the legs would move forward um they had a top hat of a puppet that they would use for in the telepod before he becomes full telebrundle pod fly <laughs> brundle booth brundle booth that sounds so weird and then they have this humongous full-size puppet that was on like a seesaw rig that they can move all the different parts to that is the full creation of Brundlefly mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, it's very interesting to go and watch that. There's a lot of videos out there to see how they kind of move it and maneuver it. And there are still parts of that collection that exist that someone, I think Bob Burns has it. Mm, I, I think so. And that's right. But not everything is still around. A lot of it was killed. It dead. Yeah. No longer around. Yeah. Gooey. Ooey gooey gumdrops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I had for special effects and makeup. You want to hit us with taglines quick? Sure. Wrong. Okay, there you go. Something went wrong in the lab today. Very wrong. <laughs> There's a limit, even to the imagination, where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Dr. Seth Brundle is about to go beyond that limit, and he's bringing you for the ride. Lame. Lame. Uh, help me. Please help me. It's just sad. Be afraid. Be very afraid. And half man, half insect, total terror. <laughs> I like that one. I'm for good. Uh, so I have some fun facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Fly originated as a movie for Tim Burton to direct. I thought that was so interesting. I think that would have been fun. It would have been a very different feel, I yeah. think. Yeah, it could have easily been swayed to, like, dark comedy. Yes. Which, for this, would not have worked, even though I love Tim Burton. Uh, yeah. but And Cronenberg initially turned it down because mm-hmm. he was working on Total Recall but had a falling out with the producer over there yep. and then took over The Fly um, after that. Uh, Mel Brooks was one of the main producers of The Fly and but kept that shrouded from the public and also created the tagline of Be Afraid, Be Very Afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, once everybody found out, he was like, going all in and he's like all right fine everybody thinks this is gonna be a comedy i'm gonna play that up <laughs> so he went to different premieres and just handled out like random stuff yep i love mel brooks so do i he's great he's a genius he just wrote a book i need that book my dad read it i think I <laughs> <laughs> um and then when casting seth um mel brooks was up for the role willem dafoe michael keaton uh, James Woods, uh, and John Travolta, which John Travolta would have ruined this movie, I'm sorry. John Travolta, as much as I love him, I don't necessarily think he's that good of an actor. The only person I could see keep, like, keeping up with what Jeff Goldblum did would probably be Willem Dafoe. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Michael Keaton, maybe, but it, it would have lessened the score if it was Michael Keaton. Jeff- which I do like Michael Keaton. Don't... Twist my words. (laughs) I love all these actors. However, they're better at certain roles than others. (laughs) Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum, he just adds, he's just so good in it. I cannot fault him for what he brings to this part. I think it is good. I think he is weird, but that's okay. Apparently, apparently, this movie made him a sex symbol. 
he's naked throughout like half the movie. I know, but you I, see uh, Goldblum butt a lot in this movie. You do see butt. You do see butt. No boob. No frontal nudity. No. But we do see butt. A lot of butt. A Only lot of Jeff, Jeff butt. Goldblum butt. I don't think we see Gina Davis butt. No. Close, but we don't. Um, and Vincent Price received a letter from Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. saying that I hope you uh, you like it as much as I liked yours. Price was touched by the letter, uh, went to go see it, and it was wonderful right up to a certain point, and then it went just a little too far for him. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Vincent Price was definitely not, like, a special... Like, he wasn't in, like, a lot of the special effects. He's more dra- drama. Like, Twilight Zone style. Yes. He's more of the drama, thriller... Granted, he was part of, like, a lot of early, um, body horror stuff, because I want to say, is it House on Haunted Hill? House on Haunted Hill. There's a scene where, like, someone gets pushed into a vat of acid and they disintegrate, and a skeleton pops up. It's black and white. It's, it's old. It would not shock anybody today. But back then, like, that was surprising. Okay. Pretty sure it's his wife. Yeah, his wife goes in there. And skeleton comes up. So he's not, like, from where he was as an actor in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of body horror. Right. But I could see this being like, mm, no. I, so I ended up reading the short story. This is based off a short story by George Flant? No, George Langle, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. 1957, I believe, is when it was published, actually in a Playboy magazine. <laughs> uh, but it's a sci-fi horror, and it the 1958 version follows it very closely. But it's more, it's more like a man and a fly swap body parts. Like the head of and the arm of the man gets swapped with the fly, mm-hmm. and then they try and find the fly, but then they can't. He goes back through the telepod again, and he gets. Like a cat nose because he tried to teleport a cat at one point and it got lost into the atoms of space and it didn't work and it's about his wife killing him. Yep. And she was asked to do so by him. He asked her to just carry it out. But it's very interesting. It's not as good as I think this adaptation makes it out to be. I think this takes it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And it's horrifying. It, apparently this movie is supposed to be a metaphor for cancer or aging or dying and seeing a loved one go through that yep and created thought immediately it was a metaphor for aids because apparently those uh like skin lesions on his face that's the word lesions (laughs) um that's apparently a a uh is it side no symptom of aids Mm -hmm. yep that's that's really all the fun facts that i found fun that you found fun? Yeah. This is uh, shot in Canada. Our uh, kill count is three. We have a monkey, we have a fly, and we have... Oh! Brundle, Meta, Mecha... Yeah. We have Mecha Brundle. We have pretty much Brundle dies. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I have anything else. Do-do. Yeah, I just... Ultimately, I like the movie. I've seen it before. I don't, It's not one that I watch every Halloween... Because the, even for me, some of the stuff is a little queasy. I don't like people getting vomited on and stuff like that. It's not my thing. But I do appreciate the special effects and I do like the story and I ultimately like the movie. 
Well, I have one about the melting eyeballs. Okay. They were used, they were made using condoms. Mm-hmm. That they just, so they tied like a wire to the back of the condoms from the eyes, so then they would pull it so it would pop, and then they were filled with like disgusting goo and jelly and stuff, and that would just be able to kind of flow down the face. Blech. Icky. Blech. So, Kelly, before we grade, mm-hmm. what was your opinion of the movie? Um, I still have fun facts, but... Oh, yeah, fun facts? Oh, one more. We'll do one more. Jeff Goldblum could play the piano. There's a piano in the movie mm-hmm. in his lab. That's actually him playing. Jeff Goldblum can do whatever the hell he wants. I'm just... I'm very surprised. He's very... Very he, talented individual. Yes. There was also another director that was supposed to do this movie, but he had to back out of the project because his daughter died in an accident. Mm-hmm. So... And then he just wasn't in a place mentally to be able to handle something that had this type of content to it, which I don't blame him. This is really dark. Even though Cronenberg re- rewrote a lot of it, so the original guy who wrote it, Pogue, um, I'm not entirely sure what his script was all about, but from what I understand, it was it was a lot different. Mm-hmm. It was very different. So, what did I think about the movie, though? Okay. Before we grade. Before we grade. Um, this is an amazing, this is a very, very well done movie. Um, I think that it is solid, that it is well written, that it is great acting, the special effects are a bonus, but I personally do not like this movie because it is gross. It is (laughs) very gross. It's ooey and gooey and it's difficult for me to watch in parts. You know, you you mess with the fingernails and I just have trouble with that, (laughs) but... I can appreciate it for what it is. Will I rewatch it? Probably not. It kind of freaks me out. Um, I think because I was so disgusted by all of the horror elements of it, I didn't necessarily get the metaphor at first because I'm so, I'm like, I just feel gross. Like, I watched it over the lunch hour and I shouldn't have done that because I wasn't hungry for hours after watching this. It's not something you want to eat. No. Anywhere around. Um, But yeah. It's good. My one biggest complaint about it is that it is very slow. I didn't get that at all. So, nothing has happened. The fly transformation hasn't even happened 30 minutes into the movie. Right, but you still need the whole lead up to it. You can't just go from zero to 100. So, I didn't feel like it was slow. Personally, I don't see the slowness. I didn't like it. I thought it was very slow. And I kept checking the time on it. Like, okay, are we going to do something here? Or this... I was kept thinking, if it wasn't for this accident, this could be a love story. This could be a rom-com. I mean, it is a love story. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, just a twisted one. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Taylor's oldest time. Uh, <laughs> except she doesn't fall in love with the beast, she kills the beast. Yeah. And she ends up with Gaston. <laughs> except not really. She totally doesn't Come end on. up with Stathis. Does she? Do you think she does? Do you think she does? Probably. Uh, people were upset by that. And I was like, I would end up... He just saw the horrors that I saw. If that doesn't bring two people together, I don't know what does. Yeah. He's Gaston, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. He yeah. is. Actually, a very good metaphor for Gaston. <laughs> Gaston's creepy, and so is he. Yes! Any hoozles, we what? are running out of time. I know. Okay, quick... Before we grade, I have to ask the same question to, de- to you. I know you like this. Is there anything you want to talk about before we grade it? 
Not really. I recommend that if you haven't watched it, what, what are you doing listening to us at this point? <laughs> uh, go watch it for yourself and formulate your own opinion. But I do think that it's one that if you are a horror fan, you have to watch at least once. Yeah. It's one of those. There's like a list of like a hundred movies out there that you should watch once in the horror realm. Uh, this is one of them. Uh, there is a sequel. Yes. I don't know. We might cover it at some point. I'm not we'll entirely see. thrilled by the premise of it. We have a lot of other stuff to cover. If it, if you guys really want us to cover it sooner than we do, uh, you have to let us know in the comments. Because we have a lot of other sequels and a lot of other remakes to get through. <laughs> I think... But this was recommended and I really liked that idea. So I we were like, let's do it. I so think thank you to our friends over at... Um, <clears throat> The Long Box of Darkness podcast. Yes, thank you, thank you. I think what I would rather do first is watch the 1958 version before we watch The Fly 2. Well, yeah, we would do that. But at this point, we've covered everything that happened in that because it's more close to the short story. It is. I do recommend reading the short story. I can't remember who said it. I don't know if it was Cronenberg or one of the producers, but basically says that they don't like they don't think that the short story is well written at all but that the ideas are very high level so i mean also look at the time frame that was made that was written in the 50s and then the movie was made and the original movie was also made in the 50s and then the remake was made in the 80s like time frames and people's taste changes throughout the decades i agree i don't think the short story is bad at all it's fine it's just styles change. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't like when people say, like, oh, I don't like this older movie. I'm like, why? Because it's old. I don't like that mentality. No. <laughs> like, you have to go into things realizing where it's coming from. So. Well, should we grade? Let's grade this shit. What are the rules? Okay, so we have a set of five questions that we both grade on a scale of 1 to 10 for a possible score of 50 each. 100 total. This helps us rank all the movies we've watched. It's, I mean, we try and put our biases aside, but sometimes that doesn't always happen. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) But, all right, so first question, was this movie scary such? Was it a good horror movie? I gave this a 7. I gave it an 8. Yeah. Because even for me, I got a little squeamish because I don't like the idea of vomit. I also really don't like insects. Yes, as we've mentioned several times on the So, podcast. this is like my no thank you area. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was the acting? Ten. Ten. It's phenomenal. Special effects? Ten. Ten! How, was it a compelling story or have interesting twists? Six. Seven. This doesn't have any interesting twists. It's very straightforward. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. I went with the compelling story, so I felt it was very compelling. I thought it was slow, as we discussed. Yes. <laughs> uh, character development and writing. Seven. I gave it a nine. Yeah. We literally see a man develop from a man to Into a, fly. a man fly. Fly man. A brundle fly. A brundle. <laughs> a br- <laughs> Just a brundle. Um, so my score was a 44. And mine was a 40. So that's giving us a total of an 84, which is putting it smack dab in between It Chapter 2 from 2019 and Get Out from 2017. So it is the fourth highest rated movie on our list. It's very good. I recommend the watch. Just if you don't like insects and if you don't like ooey gooey, you're probably going to be a little squeamish. I recommend watching it with people. 
Because yeah, then too. you could all be grossed out with together. Yes. Yes. Movie night. I don't think his actual any real appearance changes happen until about an hour into the movie. So until then, you are safe. But. Yep. Yep. Well, no, you still got the baboon. Yeah. You have the one baboon part. But you yes. know, you can hide yourself from that coming. Because he goes in one telepod. Yeah, you know when it's coming. It's <laughs> like, very obvious. Alright, so that's it for The Fly. So what are we doing next? Our next movie is also a listener recommendation uh, by Robert. I didn't get his last name, but thank you, Robert. We are covering Snowtown, a.k.a. The Snowtown Murders, from 2011, based on true events, which is why he recommended it. Oh no, I'm going to be scared by this. Yes, uh, The Snowtown Murders take place in Australia, I believe. Okay. A lot. There's quite a long list of people that die. I haven't seen the movie, but I know about the situation. This will be super fun to cover because we get to yeah. talk about true crime. So true crime. <laughs> I love true crime. A critter loves true I love it. Oh, also, uh, this past weekend we went to go see Scream Five. Oh my gosh, Scream Five was amazing. All of you need to go see it right now in theaters. Do it. We do need to cover Scream 1, and we have now all watched every single movie that's out there, so maybe we'll cover that at one point. But Scream is on our list to come up soon. So I am excited for that. Uh, but 5 was really good. It's my second favorite movie in the, in the series. I'm going to keep my opinions about Scream when we cover Scream. No. I'm my rankings. to you now. <laughs> no, Kiwi. No. I Spoilers. <laughs> We'll go watch it. Bye. Go watch it. <laughs> yes, go see it. Go love it. Enjoy. They did great homage. They, to, it was good. To the originals, and they uh, kept it. Christy particularly liked the death scene. Yeah. <laughs> Brenda Fly obviously was the best death scene in The Fly. Christy's no favorite way. death. <laughs> no, it was The Fly. The Fly. Oh. That was so When boring. that fly got offed, beautiful. I could not even handle it. <laughs> My favorite was when the telepod dies. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my favorite gore moment. Boom. Brains being blown out of the oh mecha brundle. Um, so yeah, we're covering the next movie and then we'll cover Scream. Because Scream is after Snowtown Murders. Is it really? Yep. I don't remember these things. Well, I have the spreadsheet because Chrissy loves her spreadsheets. Yes, you have it up right now. Yes. So, uh, that's what's coming up next. Be excited. Be excited. Be very excited. Oh! Got him! But in the meantime, if you like our artwork as much as we do... Yes, go visit my sister, Danielle, at Danny Draws Dragons on Instagram. Link in the description. And also listen to our Annihilation episode where she was our guest. Yes. Also, a lot of varying opinions about that movie. I really like that, though. That <laughs> gave some yes. depth to the conversation. I like varying opinions. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. If everybody liked the same shit, life would be boring. <laughs> life would be extremely boring. We'd be SpongeBob normal. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to join in the conversation and give us your recommended movies or what you feel, what your opinions are of the movies that we watch... Um, you can find us on Facebook. We have a wonderful group over there at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast. Um, you're welcome to join there. Talk to us. Same with over at Twitter at mm-hmm. Anne Nerved. 
we're always happy to find more people in our horror community that also have opinions or ideas of what we should cover next, as well as also recommendations for other horror podcasts in our podcast community. Um, In the meantime, stay safe. COVID is still running rampant. Uh, I mean, it can't be helped, but still stay safe for your own well-being and for others. That's all we ask. Take care of yourself. Both physically. Treat yourself. Oh my gosh, yes. And mentally. Do that. Make sure it's mental and physical. Yes, it's winter. You know, that seasonal depression is leering its ugly face. And you say, no. Smack that. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, slap it back into submission. Get yourself some hot cocoa. Treat yourself to a mental health day. And get yourself some tippy cat and put in your hot cocoa. But don't (laughs) screw it on so tight you can't open it. And if you do, get a rubber band. Yep. And also stay spooky. You know, we have a... A long list of really good horror movies coming out this year, and it's kind of the revitalization of the slashers this year. Yeah, for sure. Which I'm excited about. <laughs> slashers! <laughs> I'm excited for all of them. Yeah. Even some of the other ones that are brand new, like The Black Phone we have to cover yeah, at some point. Yeah, we do want to watch that. That's high on the list. That looks very interesting. Maybe we'll go see that one in theaters and then do an episode on it. Hell yeah! When does that come out? Uh, like next month? March? Two months? Month or two. I mean, the trailer is already out and running yeah, rampant everywhere you look. Yeah, it's been out for a while. So, yeah. We'll, we'll go cover that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks for the Snowtown Murders. Bye! Bye.